Do you like exclusive stuff? Yes, yes sir. sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. You're listening to the Oz Movies Podcast, only on the Oz Network. Hello, welcome back to the Oz Network for week number two of our Christmas month. Our second, let's call this our second ever Tim Allen Christmas month. Uh, we covered Tim Allen's Christmas movies. We're covering his Christmas TV shows now. Uh, as we're doing now, season two, episode 12 of Home Improvement, the second annual Christmas special titled I'm Scheming of a White Christmas. And uh, of course, as my number two favorite TV show of all time, I could not be more excited to be talking anything about Home Improvement, especially the Christmas episodes, uh, because these are the hallmarks of the Christmas uh, Tim Allen filmography, something or other. It's good stuff. That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, my name is Colin, and this week we'll be performing this podcast, Acapulco. And my name <laughs> is Rossi, and I'm going to steal this money for, for myself. <laughs> when you don't have a quote, and you say, just get started, <laughs> I'll figure it out before I need to speak. <laughs> They didn't say anything funny when I clicked around the episode. <laughs> uh, let's hope we're funnier than the first few clicks Rossi had there. Uh, I mean, we're... this is not a funny episode. It's pretty heavy. <laughs> well, that's the thing. We're two episodes in here. And um, I'll be honest. This, I always forget. When I will, will look back on Home Peru Christmas episodes, I'm like, oh, what are my favorite ones? I'll always forget about this one. And it's not that it's a bad episode. It's just... There's a couple weird things about it. One is it's not that happy. <laughs> it's, it's not cheerful. Like, let me, obviously there was some heavier stuff last week, you know, Mark being told that Santa Claus was dead and all that. Uh, next week after this, we're going to get a little bit of family drama. Uh, we're going to get but that's more. Almost like the, the rite of passage of like growing up. So yeah. it's like you kind of prepare for it. Not stealing like, from orphans like this week. Which is yeah. A little bit heavier. I mean, they, at least they didn't go to the orphanage in on camera. Mm-hmm. But like, other than that, it's pretty heavy. Like so much of the episode is like, we're taking money and like so much. And like, they already like within like less than a, a week, they've already bought. Yeah. Stuff. Everything. Like, it's like hundreds it's of dollars. Heavy. Yeah. It, it's, and again, I don't dislike this episode. It's just, I feel like here's the other part. It's of not it. bad. Like, well, when I, when I look at what is a Christmas movie, a Christmas episode, it needs to be more than just something that takes place at Christmas. And to me, this is not necessarily a Christmas episode. It is an episode that takes place around Christmas. Maybe one of the reasons I struggle with that more is because Home Improvement wouldn't just do here as our annual Christmas episode. One or two weeks before this, you would get episodes that maybe kind of mentioned Christmas is coming or, or there were some decorations up. There was one, I think, in an upcoming season where Jill 
this is not even the Christmas episode, but Jill's already painting sets for a Christmas play that's going to be coming up. So I, I used to always think, okay, I'm not only going to watch my Christmas uh, episodes of Home Improvement, I'm watch the pre-Christmas episodes of Home Improvement. And I always sort of look at this almost as a pre-episode because it's, it's not as Christmassy. And as you said, it's 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 not happy. It's uh, But it's credit to Tim Allen who can find a way to make you laugh at anything. And th- this is one of the things that I think we... Uh, we talked about in uh, the Jonathan Taylor Thomas month we did where we did that. I think that one episode of home improvement, the really heavy one, Randy thought he had cancer, how the show could handle dramatic stuff and always fit jokes. in. it wasn't even like, Oh, we're going to have a five minute dramatic scene. And then we're going to all of a sudden hit you with a laugh. Like there's scenes in there where, where they're talking about cancer and Tim Allen's still cracking a joke every 30 seconds. And it doesn't feel inappropriate. So I think this episode's handled very well. It's just, it's not the most memorable of all of them. Yeah, I mean, Christmas, you want, like, feel good and, like, mm-hmm. uplifting. Like, I get that, like, obviously, so many of these, like, comedy, not comedy shows, sitcom shows, like, have moral lessons to it. It just felt like so much of this was dominated by this, like, mm-hmm. theft. Like, especially, like, to have, like, the dark things be the kids doing it. You know, usually sometimes you'll get, like, like the, with the cancer. It's something that happened to like him like yeah he couldn't control that like this is something like he's like i'm actively you know it's it's rare to see the the main characters actively do bad i mean sometimes you'll get like things where like characters will be like oh i'm just gonna try this like sip of wine or something and then they're like wasted or something yeah. and they're like 12 years old but like it's just those when they actively are doing the bad thing it, it, it's it's harder to watch and it's like less fun but i think what and, i it's like bring joy in in the character doing bad or or do or do going the wrong way yeah i think i am going to pinpoint some lines here and there that work really well to to take down the heaviness of this episode uh but uh one thing i'm just going to say right off the bat does not work in this episode let's call this the c plot uh jill ordered a cheese log online which is the size of your thumb uh if this were just a one time joke fine but this comes back later in the episode as jill's plot <laughs> these cheese logs uh i don't know why this is even in the episode i don't really care uh but it's it has its moment i guess uh the the wilson joke coming up later on okay uh main storyline this episode we see i mean Brad it's just and- an excuse that they made to get uh the both the parents outside to talk to wilson to talk about him he gave money to the charity yeah, like that's yeah, the only but, reason that they but even, even no, included we'll, it. We'll get there in a minute. I think there's even a way around that. You could have done it without the cheese log. It's just yeah, no, no. I'm just saying that's the only reason that they even yeah, included it. Like, it exists for that. It's a waste. Uh, but the main storyline of this episode: Brad and Randy come in, and they've been collecting money for charity, going around the neighborhood, and uh, the parents sing how proud of them they are. And um, uh, Tim's obviously starting his decorating for the Doc Johnson battle here. Uh, I think we mentioned last week that this is the first time they refer to him as the, uh, the proctologist or whatever, or specifically what he did. Uh, it might even be next week. If I'm wrong, then, well, you feel free to tell us, uh, but nobody's going to tell us. Uh, but Tim's basically, uh, as he's decorating, saying, you know, this year I'm not going overboard. I'm taking a low key approach. You guys are going to need this. And he hands sunglasses to everybody. <laughs> Don't look directly at the snowman. He flicks the switch. And you see this blinding light uh, as they've all, even with their sunglasses, you know, uh, trying to shade the light and everything. Uh, I, I actually really love the stuff we have at the end of this episode uh, during the credit sequence uh, later on with this. But uh, it's. No, your... I love the bloopers. Of the, the other... Yeah. My favorite bits. 
yeah, the one that we get on the end, that's that's one of the all-time best home improvement extra bonus things you get. Uh, but uh, I, I, there's even the line here about uh, when, when they come back in the house after the credits uh, about how maybe having all that straw around baby Jesus wasn't such a good idea. <laughs> this is a fire hazard. Uh, I love the other kids where they were talking about, I think it was Brad saying, it's like, the whole neighborhood is out there angry at you. And Tim's like, oh, the whole neighborhood? The whole, every single person neighborhood? So if I look out the door, Mrs. Swanson's out there with her stupid drop earrings. <laughs> and then he opens the door. Like, oh, hi, everybody. <laughs> Maybe I'll put a dimmer on that thing. <laughs> this is, is kind of like that whole firefighter thing we were talking about, right? With the, the crowd gathering. And then when he flicks the switch off, I love that too, where everybody's just outside erupting into cheers. Yay! <laughs> Uh, but uh, we're going to get the the Brad and Randy storyline here when they're upstairs counting their money and they've counted they've made $90 or they've collected $90 for charity. And uh, <laughs> Brad, uh, they know the characters already. Brad's the dumb one uh, where he goes, can you imagine if we collected $90 a day and did this for seven days, we'd have like 200 bucks. And Randy's like, your math tutor must be proud, Brad. Uh, here's, here's one of the best parts of this episode too, where they're just debating him. But this is just such a kid thing. It's like, you know, uh, if we were working a job, we'd be paid a salary. How much do you think dad makes? I don't know, like three bucks an hour. <laughs> uh, I'm actually curious what three bucks an hour would have been. I'll, I'll kind of look up inflation here at some point in this episode, <laughs> what that would be now. Uh, and, and Randy's response goes, yeah, and Al does most of the work. We have two episodes in a row of Al does all the work here. Um, so they just start Randy, of course, Randy's idea, as Brad reminds us later on. He puts money in for the charity and then puts some aside for them. Brad's hesitant, but he's like, hey, we worked hard for this. And he even mentions my shoes are getting worn out from all this. So the kids are thieves. That's the pleasant family storyline. This pleasant family sitcom this week. Uh, It's not the most Christmassy thing ever, but it's memorable, I guess. Uh, The other B, here's the B storyline, which is Tim's work drama. Now there's a character here, which is the producer of the show. Sorry, the, producer <laughs> can we do that we can't do the grub producer um maureen probably not one of the most popular home improvement characters she was kind of short-lived she appeared in maybe a half a dozen episodes throughout this season i think and then they just literally her had no memory of her i was like who is she, she she's annoying yeah she's she's very forgettable and she was intended to be annoying but the, i guess the whole idea is they wanted to create this a little bit more conflict at Tim's work. You know, you're not going to have conflict with him and Al at this point. Al is an established character, uh, but giving him an antagonist, uh, somebody who everybody else loves. She's basically the female equivalent of Al. Everybody else likes her, but she can't stand Tim and Tim can't stand her. She is very obnoxious. She's very annoying and she's very controlling, but the, the backstory behind her character is she's the daughter of Mr. Binford. So the guy who owns Binford tools, AKA Tim's boss, who owns the show, assigned her as the producer and she just always wants to change things with the show she mentions here that she's going to uh get an act for the show uh and uh it's going to be the manhattan transfer now i had no idea who this was although i will say because of home improvement i have uh a couple of manhattan transfer christmas albums that i've downloaded uh they're exactly like you expect them to be based on watching this episode uh but they uh are just shooting a promo for the upcoming home improvement or tool time, I guess, Christmas episode, uh, which Tim has to put on elf ears and Al has a Santa hard hat. Uh, and they get on a snowmobile and they got like a green stream behind them. And it's just them riding on this with everything playing. Uh, 
Tim also mentions here they want to get, this is something that's going to come up in the episode, wanted to get the barking dogs to sing jingle bells or something like that. Uh, <laughs> I love Al's response to that too. Or she says something, well, you didn't want to get those barking dogs to sing jingle bells. And Tim's like, yeah, try to get the three years. And I was like, they won't do a cable show. <laughs> that's such a great line. Uh, Richard Karn's great. Uh, and um, uh, as they're shooting this promo, you have all the background stuff playing, which they're supposed to be on a flying snowmobile, Santa and the elf. And uh, you see them taking off from a runway. You see them flying over mountains. You see an airplane dogfight, which is great, as Tim's basically just flagging them. Go around, go around. Uh, he takes a grenade and throws it out. Uh, and then uh, we get the cavalry behind them, with the, the guns, Tim with his rifle shooting. And, of course, the snow machine, which Tim himself has rigged up, uh, which as Al's doing the promo, it blows them off of the, the sled. You know, it's just what you expect, but... The funny thing is, whereas the tool time segment should just be these standalone segments, this is what I want more of in this episode. I want more Christmassy stuff. I want more silliness, a little bit less heaviness. So I actually really like the, the tool time plot that we have going in this episode. Well, I thought this segment was cool because like it wasn't a traditional, you know, segment of like, oh, you know, if you have to repair your hard drive or well, I don't even yeah. know, I just made it. <laughs> Um, IT IT time. <laughs> That's the name for show. IT time. We got it. Um, Can we call JTT the a podcast JTT time? Yeah, but there's no pun there. JTTT T time tool time JTT time JTTT. I'm not sold. It's a work in progress. Yeah, yeah, we still got work to do. Um. But it's not the traditional thing of like, they have to do something. Tim does something stupid. Al says something funny. And then Tim, Tim says a funny thing. And then like, oh, it goes all haywire. <laughs> like it was like working smoothly. Then all of a sudden the backgrounds were all messed up. And like, it's not like, a you know, one was playing a joke on the other. It was just like the situation just happened that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, or at least that's what I, I took away from it. Um, and then all of a sudden the snow's coming in and then Tim's off the thing. And he's like, his character is like in the background flying <laughs> away. Like it, it was just a funny segment that didn't involve the routine or anyone being like the butt of the joke. It was just mm-hmm. a funny joke. Uh, so the second half of this episode starts with the kids coming in after collecting and, uh, or they're going out collecting again for their evening shift. And they're saying, Oh, we only made $5 this morning, uh, which that number is very important. Uh, we're going to get from the next scene. Uh, and I don't quite understand why they needed to make up this fake dollar amount, but that's discussion coming up here. Um, the, the the lights are, are are off for Frosty. Jill's basically saying, how can we turn the light off for Frosty? And she's like, Tim, a plane was headed for our house. Uh, Jill has some brilliant line deliveries in this episode, uh, mostly when she's getting angry at Tim. Another one that's going to uh, come up in the, the last scene that we're, we talk, already kind of alluded to, the, the credit scene, the blooper scene, the alternate take. Uh, but I just love that a plane was headed for our house because uh, uh, that's going to come up. Maybe we'll get into it next year, another Home Improvement Christmas episode. Uh, and um, uh, they start finding all this stuff that the boys have lying around. Rooster Man comics, Barbarian 2 on Game Boy, uh, a very fancy watch which Tim's like, oh, this must be my Christmas present. She's like, well, where do they get the money for this? Like, I don't know. Grandma probably gave them extra money uh, for Christmas last weekend. Uh, and um, <laughs> Tim's going over the watch. My favorite line here is he's talking about how it's, it's got three different times. Of course, this is nothing now, but he he's like three different time zones and, and it'll 
Uh, continue to work 200 feet underwater. You'd be drowning in Guam and still know what time it is, or you'd be drowning and still know what time it is in Guam. <laughs> Such a great line. Uh, and then we get physical comedy. Like, I'm, I'm not opposed to just dumb physical comedy, but I don't think anybody pulls it off as well as Tim Allen. Just where he sits down. Ah, ornaments, ornaments. <laughs> it's just so casual. And just having this clutch. Oh, have you ever that. have you ever stepped on an ornament before? I don't think so. I I, mean, I can't remember. Yeah, I I, I think I did because I think I I remember as a kid stepping on something in a glass bag, and it might have been an ornament or something, and my foot kind of being cut. But uh, there's that scene in Home Alone. We'll bring it up again, it, it, all the way until we cover Home Sweet Home Alone. <laughs> Some point in 2026, we'll finally do have fun, have fun with Jared. <laughs> But uh, that scene where they step on the ornaments, I'm with you. I'm like, oh, that's that's rough. But this is basically our talk about excuses to get people somewhere. They need I mean, an still excuse- not as bad as um stepping on the nail in a quiet place. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Or or stepping on the nail in uh, Home Alone one or two. I can't remember if that was one or two, but there we go. Lots of nails. Yeah, Home Alone or, a quiet or place. Basically the same. Ready movie. or not. Ready or not. There <laughs> we go. Slams. Anyway, we we gave a lot of plugs to our ready or not. Um, uh episode in our matrix month which you've probably already heard uh our start of in the first of episode course. i've yeah. listened to it three times because i don't know if you know this but uh i think we may even mention it hugo weaving the guy who plays agent smith is the uncle of samara weaving who plays the bride in ready or not lots of connections here oh <laughs> you're like oh when you, said, when you said samara who's like oh the girl from the ring yeah <laughs> oh hello hello casper you've come to talk about home improvement christmas with us Hey. Okay. Yes. What are your thoughts, Casper? Come here for a second. Come here for a second. Do you want to say hello to Rossi? Uh, Who's that? Is that Rossi or Rocky? Is that Rocky? Say hi, Rocky. Hi, Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You've had two very important people call you Rocky. Oh. Okay. I want you to say bye, Rocky. Now. Bye, Rocky. All right. You're bye. gonna get. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> Christmas tree will be coming soon. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, he just took wrapping paper upstairs. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm saying it right now. This is making our best of episode. <laughs> oh, as Jamie continues to yell at him. Okay. What was I saying? I don't know. Just move on. <laughs> oh, just move on. <laughs> Um, this is the excuse to get Tim outside because they have to pick ornament glass out of his pants. Uh, and this is one of the many reasons why I don't think you have to have the cheese log because Jill mentions it again here. <laughs> oh, I really enjoyed that cheese log. It'll go nice with the, the small bottle I got from the airlines or whatever. Uh, and he gives them this plum cake, which, uh, you know, Wilson lines, I mean, it's, it's Tim screwing them up. That's usually funny. And what I particularly like about this Wilson scene is it's not like Wilson gives some big, you know, wise story or philosophical comment and then Tim butchers it later on. Tim doesn't even reference this later on. It's just what Wilson says is so funny where he's talking about uh, what they do with plums, which is why I made this plum cake where they, uh, did, did he say what country this was in? I didn't know if he did. Probably. Yeah. But he's basically saying, you know, uh, they, they take plums and they hang them on the horns of cows and they throw cider in their face. It's just, his delivery was like so, oh, and they throw cider in its face. And then Tim's just like, the mall's closed early over there. Just the casual comment. Um, 
but uh, Wilson mentions here about, you know, uh, giving the kids, uh, I'm sorry, I only had the $10 to give them. Uh, and this is why I was saying, I don't know why. They, there's no reason they couldn't have said we only got $10 this morning. Their parents aren't counting their money. So I don't think they needed to know how much people gave. And especially knowing this is your neighbor. First of all, why did it take them a week to get around to asking Wilson for money? Like, have, has Wilson usually not home? Like, is he, is he out on the town? Every time they've tried to knock on his door, this guy's always home. Uh, but especially if he's a neighbor, just say you got $10 in the morning, uh, this morning, and then none of this is a problem. Uh, but of course, uh, the, another great Tim Allen is clueless uh, delivery here where uh, Jill's saying, did you just hear that? After Wilson said about the $10 and she's clued in, he was, and Wilson's singing and he's like, of course I did. That man cannot carry a tune at all. <laughs> and then she's like, no, 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 no. He said to give him $10. Uh, and then she starts adding everything up, you know, uh, the, the, the locket, the comics, the video game, the watch, they're stealing from charity. And uh, this is going to set it. Without the items, it's a bit of a stretch. Like, yeah, they could have easily been like, oh, we got $5. Like, they just forget. Like, yeah. <laughs> They're kids. Like if they didn't count the money yet. Especially like, if it was knows? Brad, right? <laughs> we I mean, already saw his math skills. Who said that? Yeah, sadly. Well, um, like it, it is a little bit of, I mean, if they didn't obviously like leave the items out in an obvious place or buy things, I was like, the biggest thing was like, they bought it already. Mm-hmm. Like wait till the thing's over. Wait till Christmas is over. Yeah, exactly. You know? I mean, they're uh, not, I don't know if this was, a, is, is Boxing Day, I think I've asked you this before, Boxing Day not really a thing for you in America? No, not at all. Like here in Canada, that's our Black Friday. I mean, Black Friday's kind of become a thing here. It's funny because Black Friday was yesterday and you have all these people going out to the mall, but yet nobody really has Black Friday sales. Uh, we were at the mall yesterday and we were just commenting about how many people were there and not a single store was selling anything on sale. It, it's just people thinking, oh, Black Friday is a thing because I saw it online. But like Boxing Day, the day after Christmas is the big thing here. And that's when you get all the cheap items because Christmas is over. Now let's just get rid of our merchandise. And you, and you have to box to get the good things like you fight over it. Yeah. Well, I don't even know how Boxing Day started. As a kid, I always thought it was because you throw away the boxes you got from Christmas. But maybe there is a boxing <laughs> connection there. Like I have no clue where it started from. But uh, but Boxing Day, we actually get paid. That's a paid day off here. Like at the time, well, let's date this episode. At the time of recording this. It is the American Thanksgiving weekend. Um, I'm going to assume like, uh, I don't know if they call them stat days, but do you get paid for being off on Thanksgiving? Yeah. Do you get paid for They're being paid. off the day after Thanksgiving? It de- uh, certain pla- it depends where you are. Okay. But where like, you are. Like there are. Well, there are like set days that everyone has to not mm-hmm. work, I guess, like. I guess, but it depends on where you work. Cause like, obviously like some places here, you'll like, there are people who are like working, I guess, like stores on Thanksgiving, like to sell. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, obviously. Well, yeah, like so, retail like, jobs. You give and take like certain days. Yeah. Well, like we have government mandated stat days mm-hmm. where you have to get paid. It's probably like your Thanksgiving and Christmas is obviously one of those. And if a business operates on a stat day, which boxing day, the day after Christmas is a mandatory day off for everybody in this country, if you do work that, you get paid double time and a half. So if you make three bucks an hour, like Tim does here, you're making, uh, how much would that be? Seven fifty an hour for having to work Boxing Day. Uh, I, I've, I've had to do it a couple of times. Uh, you make good money and do very little work if it's the right job. The one year I was working retail when I was younger, uh, I quit. I, it was Best Buy. I quit before Boxing Day came because all they did was prepare. We're basically hiring you all just for Boxing Day. 
And I stayed for like three weeks and I'm like, you know, I really don't like the way that they're selling this boxing day thing. I don't want to be working 12 hours with that type of chaos. I'll just leave now. So uh, I bailed before I had to work the stat holiday. But nothing to do with this episode, just interesting conversation. Uh, yeah. I, I guess quickly just wrapping up the, the scene here was Tim and Jill are talking about the, um, we'll, we'll do all the way up till they talk to the kids here. When uh, they're talking about, oh, what should we do? The kids are stealing and everything. And Tim's like, I know exactly what we're going to say. The locket goes back. Thanks for the watch. Because <laughs> of course he wants to keep his. And, and this assumption that the, the locket, Jill's like, oh, this is obviously my present. They got this fancy piece of jewelry. So when they bring the kids in and they're saying like, how much money did you collect? Like, I think like $20. And it's like, oh, so add that to the five you got this morning. That's 25. Or they're like, uh, 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 yeah. That's when they uncover all the stuff they bought. And it's like, who wants to go first? And Brad, like, I'll go. It was Randy's idea. And, and this is where they're questioning on the presents, where it's like, well, we just wanted to get you good Christmas presents. And he goes, oh, the watch is for dad. And it's like, and the lock is for mom. Well, no, that's for Jennifer, which is Brad's girlfriend. <laughs> so good. I, I, I always hate, I think I mentioned that episode. I always hated Zachary Ty Bryan, who played Brad as a kid. Uh, but as an adult, like he's he's not as good as Jonathan Taylor Thomas, but he's got some great line deliveries too. Well, that's for Jennifer, just how dumb he sounds when he says that. I just love that. Uh, they, the, and the other line here where they're saying, okay, well, this is your punishment. You know, you're going to go back to the store. You're going to return on this. You're going to get the money. You're going to donate that back to the charity. And you're going to tell the orphans that you stole the money. And Brad's like, come on, they're going to think we're thieves. And then just you have the silence and Randy looks at good one Brad. <laughs> they get sent to the room we'll, we'll pick it up in a second when they get sent to the room but this is kind of what i'm saying it's it's a very heavy scene it's not pleasant for anybody to watch i mean if you're a kid it's probably even less pleasant but even as an adult like and no adult wants to watch something i mean it's probably more pleasant as a kid because you're like not really registering how much of it like this well i'm thinking more in terms of can you imagine the trouble they're about to get into uh but yeah but I mean, as a parent, you're also looking at it saying, oh, can you imagine if my kid was stealing money from charity? And it's a lot of money. Like $90 was the first day. They've got video games where even in back in, you know, early 90s, video games were expensive. So they've stolen a lot of money here. <laughs> you have to really have to sink in. But uh, but the way they could fit those little jokes in here and there, like, you no, know, the, the, the lockets for Jennifer and the they're going to think we're thieves is timed just just right enough that you get a laugh right as you start to feel a little bit too depressed. Yeah, no, the, 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 I love that line. He's like, it's for Jennifer, actually. I thought that was so funny. Like, it caught me off guard. Um, and then, I mean, a little bit, the whole situation is a little bit of convenience that they, the gifts that they, or the, the, the stuff they bought is in the living room. And then that Wilson just happens to be like, oh yeah, thanks for letting them come over or whatever. Yeah. Um, like a little situationally convenient, but I mean, obviously we've got to get a resolution to this in this episode. It's not going to carry on to the next episode. Um, but yeah, it, 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 they, they did it as well as they could. I mean, I, I wish they didn't even need it, but whatever. Um, they're going to turn it around. They're going to make it feel good at the end. But yeah, I mean, we got through this, whole, this scene, which was probably one of the more rough scenes to get through. And we get to follow this up. This is also that perfect timing with probably the most outrageous scene in this episode obviously i'm gonna say one of the more outrageous scenes in any home improvement episode the, the tool time segment uh, of their christmas episode where the manhattan transfer comes to perform and al comes down the chimney uh now this is what i always fondly remember this episode for and it's physical comedy like if, if you really want to understand physical comedy as being more than just a guy sitting on ornaments or banging his head 
or getting his tongue stuck to a hammer, just seeing what a person could do in the background without any dialogue. Watch this scene for both Tim Allen and Richard Karn. Uh, because uh, the the Tim's or Al's supposed to be coming down the chimney. You already get that set up where he's like, oh, and it's not yet, Al, not yet. And the group comes out, the Manhattan transfer comes out. They even mention, oh, we didn't get the barking dogs and everybody's kind of booing. Uh, and as they're performing, it's stuff that's happened. But I also love the line here where he says, uh, of course, the bad the bad dad joke where he's like, uh, which one of you is Manhattan? Which one is you transfer? And they're saying, no, we have our own names. And they introduce themselves. And one of their names is Tim and the other one's name is Alan. But like, so Tim and Al, do you assist him? And of course, the other guy in the group is like, I don't think so, Tim. You have to fit that line in. Uh, Tim has his line here with, with such enthusiasm says, uh, no instruments because today they're going to be singing Acapulco <laughs> and they have to correct him again, acapella. Uh, and as they're performing, um, I think it's, you better watch out. You, you better not cry. What's that call, song called Santa Claus coming to town or whatever. This Acapulco version of Santa Claus coming to town. Uh, Tim's just doing the thing where he's looking at all the presents and then Al comes down the chimney, his legs just get stuck. And just the littlest things like watching in the background, they're still focusing on the group performing. And you have Al kicking his legs, like, give me order. And you kind of hear this silent grumbling, Tim, Tim, give me order. And Tim's like trying to yank on him and telling the cameraman, get off me, get off me. Just the panic. Uh, the best part of this entire episode, uh, anybody who has not watched in a long time, go back and watch this episode just to see Tim Allen come up with the chainsaw and try to play up for the camera. He's dancing with it. He's got on the ground. He's spinning around. And then as they're doing the Santa Claus is coming to town. And each time they're going to town, Tim just pokes out from behind the chimney as he's got the chainsaw already roaring. Uh, and you see the sawdust flying everywhere. It's such a brilliant physical background comedy here. Uh, and um, we're going to get this later on. Uh, I'm just going to cut to it now just so we can get... Uh, the whole scene as a whole when they're watching this on tv later on at home and jill's laughing as they're they're singing another i think it's silent night and al is being carried away with the chimney still stuck to him and you can see how angry he is and uh mark says al looked like he was really angry at you what was he saying and Tim's like he he was saying merry christmas and happy new year <laughs> um uh now let's get to the boys so they're set up to the room uh they're saying how bad they feel after they had to return all that stuff the charity and how awkward it was. Uh, Randy had to do all the talking. Brad's like, well, I have to give the money back. And uh, they say now uh, Brad just kept going, ooh, ooh, like just grumbling. He wouldn't actually say anything. And as they're cleaning their room, they see some toys. And I think Brad's like, you know, do you ever play with this anymore? And Randy's like, not really. Like, oh, we could donate this to charity. This just becomes collecting all the stuff in the room. We still get this funny line here. It's like, I don't play with this one. I don't play with this one. And they're like, and this is Mark's. <laughs> just like excitedly throw it in the bag. Uh, when they go downstairs and they give their idea about, uh, oh, also we have the line where Randy, you don't think the dad's actually going to put her pictures up at the post office, do you? Uh, and, and when they go downstairs and they're telling their plan, we're going to donate all our things to charity. There's of course the little video game thing that Tim's like, you're not donating that that's championship football. I've got the high score on that thing. Um, and uh, the, the best line here is where they say, uh, you know, just go around and find any other things you don't play with. And then he's like, all right, Mark, hop in. <laughs> they want Mark to be donated. Uh, and uh, I guess that's basically the end of the episode, other than when they come back for the credits. And he's saying, what happened to Frosty? And Jill holds up the melted Frosty. Uh, we even said Frosty had a meltdown or whatever. Uh, and we also get the closing scene here where uh, the lights are on. They, they always do this. I, I love watching these sitcom bloopers because sometimes you see they'll do a take and then like, let's change the dialogue. Let's change everything. 
And in this case, you have Mark going, I see spots, and trying to grab things in the air. And then Jill uh, saying, like, it would be perfect if we had an airstrip on our front lawn. Uh, it's one of the better, like, blooper scenes I think we, we get in Home Improvement. But uh, uh, I think really good ending to this episode. We, we've gotten past the, the worst part of this. And this stuff at the end, especially the Tool Time segment, is it's just comedy gold. I was going to, I'm going to say, I kind of, like, skipped the, like, fast forwarded through the Tool Time. No! Watch it now! You don't even need to listen to it. Just watch him with the chainsaw. No, I, I saw that. Like, I, I mean, I like skip forwarded when they were singing. I was like, I don't need to sit here to watch them sing. Uh, Half of the so jokes are well, down. it's all while they're singing. <laughs> no, at the beginning, I don't know. Anyway, I sort of fast forwarded. I knew you would. That. 22 minutes. You had to watch 22 minutes of content and then cover it on the show, and you still couldn't do it. I mean, I 21, 20 minutes. <laughs> and a half. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like tuned out of that a little bit. Um, no, but the the comedy of Al getting stuck, I don't know how they thought that was going to work. Like, I don't know in what world they both thought that that was going to be possible for him to slide through. Um, it, it's not plausible with the real Santa, let alone Al. Like, I don't know how they were going to do that. Um, Good thing Mark's not watching. It's like, wait a second. How does Santa get down the chimney? They fold him. I mean, I did love when they replayed the thing at home yeah and mark's like what was he saying uh <laughs> merry christmas and have a happy new year tim <laughs> i thought that was that, that was great that was like one of the funniest bits in relation to the, the tool time segment um but i i was in love with the um the whole snowman thing that was like my favorite <laughs> part of the whole episode like from the beginning when the audience or the crowds outside going ah and then when he turns it off and they're like cheering <laughs> to like the snowman melted um like it was just all perfect and the end bloopers or like uh, alternate takes or whatever were just so great the like i see spots and <laughs> i would love a, a a landing strip on our front yard um and earlier in the episode she said uh a line was like they had to turn off the lights outside because an airplane was headed to just all of that snowman stuff like stole the scene for me and it, it made me laugh so much um i guess we can rate this one you rented last week um i don't know whether you're higher on this one or you're just lower on as a christmas episode but i mean i'm i already said i'm probably buying all the ones this year this is the one that i would question not even just based on the context i think it is a great episode it's just I don't get that Christmassy feeling. It doesn't feel like it's taking, it feels like this takes place a week before Christmas and is not necessarily a Christmas story, but I'm still buying it. I'm probably going to rent it again. It's close to a bin, I will say. <laughs> um, despite the fact that you feel like I'm very high on this episode. Um, it really is just the snowman stuff that really sells it for <laughs> me. Um, and some of the comedy around the tool time stuff. The rest of it is really kind of hit or miss. Like the the idea of donating the toys to charity really like Christmassy like but it just feels a little disconnected from mm -hmm. kind of everything else that's going on. I would say I'd be closer to a rent on this one. Um, and I mean the next two ones we have I think are more memorable as Christmas episodes, but we'll kind of have to see how much the comedy holds up and everything. But I mean th these tool time segments are just great uh, if you watch them. That's why <laughs> Rossi would have bought this if he watched all twenty two minutes. Uh, but I'm not the biggest fan of the tool time stuff. Like, it's kind of the same joke again and again. With a chainsaw? <laughs> like, 
but it's like Tim does something stupid. Al says a witty joke. Tim says, oh, have you seen a girl in the last two years or so? like something really ridiculous? But this one particular, like, though, like, yeah, had you watched it, <laughs> you might have had different. I'll opinion. rewatch it, but like rewatch it in general, like tool time is like kind of one of my least favorite parts of the show. Just because well, they feel like they tell the same joke again and again. And I'm like, I have no interest in any tool, anything, even yeah. if they're like just doing it for like the, the, the storytelling. It's just mm-hmm. like I could care less. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like the Wilson scenes. We got to include them in every episode. This is just going to be our chance to, every once in a while, tie everything together with Tim making a speech to the audience or making a speech to Wilson or whatever. Um, the, but that's basically it. We're two episodes in. Uh, are you going to rate this one? You're rating it number two out of the two? I'm yes. doing the same. It's two. It's two, yeah. Uh, and it's also the one I always forget is a Home from Christmas episode, so uh, fitting. But uh, next week... We have another episode 12. All these seem to fall in the same episode. We're going to be doing season three, episode 12, uh, which as this slowly comes up, uh, which is called Twas the Blight Before Christmas. Uh, mm-hmm. And this one, I guess I'll just tease the storyline. Uh, it also yeah, involves- No, no spoilers. No spoilers. Oh, not spoil. I'm just going to say a little bit of fa- family drama in this one as well. It's going to be you know, more about the family and conflict within the family and all that. Uh, we get, I'll, I'll tease this, Pro- probably in my top five favorite home improvement lines of all time and line deliveries of all time, one single line that to this day, I still quote every single year. Uh, and this isn't like Ben, if you've been listening to our Matrix recaps, where Ben's like, oh, this movie is so quotable. And he's like, Trinity, help. And like, that is a quotable line. It's <laughs> just simply saying, hi, John. I don't think so. Tim is more quotable than Trinity, help. But uh I'm talking about a real good quote of a line. I, I'm interested to see if you're a big fan of that as well. But uh, we're going to continue this for one more week after that. Finally dropping. If you want to watch way ahead uh, on a Christmas Eve, we'll probably have the season four Homebrew Christmas special. Twas the night before chaos. So we have Twas the blight before Christmas next week. And then Twas the night before chaos after that. And then hopefully next year, we'll do the 31st anniversary home improvement by doing seasons five through eight. Uh, but that will do it. Uh, listen to all of our other stuff we've got coming out. Listen to the end of this episode. You can find out how you can sign up for Patreon. If you sign up for Patreon, you'll get a sneak peek at JTTT time um, or something like that. Uh, anyways, my name is Colin, and I wish this podcast paid me $3 an hour. And my name is Rusty, and I would steal that $3 an hour. Thanks for downloading this episode from the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as find out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at theoznetwork.net. Thanks once again for listening, and we'll speak to you next time.